Hey, this is Phil Yanov, and you're with the Tech After Five podcast, and it's our weekly roundup edition, and I have brought some friends together to talk about what's going on as we deal in the tech community and see if uh, any of this makes sense to you. So we're going to try to make sense of the world, or at least tell you how we make sense of it to ourselves. And then uh, we've got some advice for you on something we think you ought to be doing. I don't know if you are, but uh, I think this has presented, this whole pandemic thing has created some real opportunities to do some things we might not do otherwise. And I'm going to tell you some stories about that. And we're going to talk to my friends. So uh, let's see. First up, I've got uh, Scott Pfeiffer here. He is on my left. I don't know what he's going to look like when he's on your camera, but it went for fit to me. I see Scott on my left. Scott, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Phil. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. And uh, also, also on my screen, I have Carol Hamilton. Carol, welcome. Hello, hello. Great to be here. Thanks. Is it? Is it great to be it here? It is I mean, great to be here. I don't know how you guys are feeling about this. I mean, I'm pretty good. I, I, and I kind of feel, I know uh, we've been at this a few weeks, talked about this bit. I'm pretty... I mean, I'm getting along. Things are doing okay. I'm pretty happy with the world as it is. I'm a little worried about the stuff that's going on outside sometimes, but uh, I try not to get too caught up in it. And uh, so far, that's worked for me. I don't know how that's working in your world. Scott, how about you start us off? You check in. Tell us how things looking in uh, your world for you and your clients. Um, you know, this probably, you know, we always do this at the end, I think, but you should tell people a little bit, you know, kind of what, just remind them real quick what you do and why folks talk to you? I'm a business consultant and I work with growing entrepreneurially owned companies, uh, helping them with um, both organizing their sort of back office operations and uh, mostly with strategic planning and partnership planning and things like that. Uh, for most of my clients, I just have a couple that I work with regularly and over a long period of time. Yeah. And I also have a few that'll come in and I'll just do like a strategic planning session or a partnership planning session, kind of a one-off, but that's, that's less. Um, so yeah, I've got uh, five good clients that I work with every week and they all seem to be doing pretty well. Um, the one with the biggest challenge is a group called Tech After Five that can't meet because of this COVID pandemic, but that Phil guy making lemons and lemonade, meeting yeah, online and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But the rest of them are all um, are all doing good things, and they they went through that transition of how are we going to work from home, and then the transition of you know can we operate effectively, and is the world caving in right now? And now most of them are looking at okay, how can we move forward? Uh, and so things, you know, I've had a lot of great conversations about moving forward and, and, uh, things like that this week's been a good week. Yeah. So, uh, that's good. I mean, and you're, again, we're not the, the idea of there being some folks, there being tension back and forth about how we get back in, not been a big deal for your guys yet. Not so much. I know one of my, um, clients uh, sells, uh, IntelliSoft, they sell, um, identity management software to airports. And they've been very concerned because right now they're putting in their solution at all of the New York airports. They're LaGuardia, JFK, Newark, and Stewart. And they've done two of them. Their third one is supposed to be coming up. And it requires them to be on site. And as of a few weeks ago, it was like, oh, there's no way we're going to New York. New York's on fire. But um, 
the curve really seems to be trending down in New York. And so I think the, the talk today was switching to, okay, maybe we can, you know, send a crew up there uh, in a couple of weeks for a, you know, to implement the solution and go live. And, sure. um, you know, what seemed unthinkable a couple of weeks ago is now on the table. And so that's the only one there. The rest of them are pretty much managing remotely. I do have some friends like Adi who owns a restaurant. He's struggling with issues like that with opening his patio back up and are the tables the right distance apart and how many people are really going to come and what kind of a crew do I need? So right. it's out there. A lot of people are dealing with these issues right now. Sure. Uh, Carol, how are things in uh, your neck of the woods? Tell us, remind everybody quickly kind of what you do and uh, who the folks are that you work with and what they're up to. Right. Well, I'm a, I'm a, Communications consultant is probably the best term I can use. I do executive coaching one-on-one, -on -one, and I also facilitate uh, various trainings on things like emotional intelligence and uh, communications, or in fact, virtual online uh, leadership, which is, that's the one that is absolutely booming right now. We are coming out of a massive number of contracts came flooring in saying, how do we teach our people to be leaders online? It is a different skill. It's, it's an advancement of the skill set you already have if you are in leadership. And I actually wanted to give a shout out this week. I'm, I'm seeing some leadership in a company called Farm Credit Mid-America. And they are doing, they're doing things the way that you would dream companies would do them. They sent out a survey and they have 1,200 employees and more than 1,000 responded which is unheard of if you're those of you in HR surveys. And they ask things like, how are you? What's going on? What, what needs do you have? You know, are you okay? And they even um, set up emergency funding in case they've got spouses that need it. They're talking about questions like childcare. How do we help you with these kinds of things to help you be a great employee? And I think you really learn about who a company is when it, when it all hits the fan, right? It's easy to be a good employer when it's all sailing around, but they're so proactive. Um, I just wanted to say a shout out to them. And I, I think that in general, I'm having a lot of the same comments that Scott is where I don't have a lot of people heading back to work yet. It's just not time, in, in, at least in the kind of clients that I'm working with, they're not doing it yet. But everybody's trying to just settle down a little bit from the craziness and make sure that, you know, check out all the bodies, make sure everybody's doing okay, and then have that conversation about now how do you feel about the office? How are we going to feel in another week? Let's keep watching the numbers because we want it all to be safe. And I think it will be a very slow rollout, probably even slower than the governors are asking for in terms of business. And I've got several who are saying it's, we're just going to stay this way for quite a while because it's easy. It's easier. Isn't that a thing, right? We wouldn't have thought that someone would go and say, oh, guess what? This actually kind of works out. I mean, I can make this work if I need yeah. to make this work. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a so, dream come true for some people. So <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> not exactly <laughs> sure what you meant by that, but I think I know what you meant by that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I can, I'm going to do something here real quick. I don't know. I'm going to try a thing we've never done before on the podcast. And you just tell me if that works at all. Um, can you see my screen? I can. Yeah. Um, this is one of the comments that we got from, uh, the uh, on the one of the recent episodes of Tech After Five podcast. Can you guys see that real quick? We can yeah. with the big green arrow. 
I just put a big green arrow on it. I didn't know again if any of that would work, but uh, but um, I'm going to tell you, it's, it feels like we're doing good work, and uh, I just wanted to point this out. We're, I'm super glad that uh, Ed would take a moment to talk about. He said we were exceptional, and quite frankly, I can't get that kind of stuff from my mother. So uh, I wanted to make a point of pointing that out here that we're get folks are both uh, listening to the podcast and watching us on the YouTube channel, and it looks like we're helping people, particularly in the area of uh, getting ready for. Um, getting ready for interviews. One of the things I liked about this, he gave the specific example. We said, go look for, uh, go do a dry run. And he said he looked at the invite and realized that he was completely wrong about the piece of software that they were going to be using. And he did a dry run and got himself ready for that. That was great, wasn't it? That is great. Yeah, I can't encourage people enough to, to really put a few minutes into it. This is, you know, doing the homework, doing the research. And I love the the fact that he was able to discover ahead of time and be able to manage, I got to download this, I've got to change my camera, camera angles. I love that he was able to do that for himself before that happens because no employer wants to sit on, on, the, on tech waiting for you. Well, I think he was right. Even if he had done it just minutes before and was able to get it done, he said he would have been nervous and um, discombobulated going into the interview if, if that had been sort of a surprise to him right at the beginning as opposed to something he made happen. He said they did it on Chime. I've never even heard of Chime. And I've used like eight different platforms during this thing. (laughs) It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Four more coming tomorrow. You can just bet on it. (laughs) Yeah. So we want to thank for that. And and again, I know that we've all heard this, but we're, I mean, people are interviewing. We're getting a lot of comments about folks who are actually interviewing. So uh, there are people who know they've got work that needs to be done either now or as people are coming back. And so they're off looking for that. Yeah, I've had a couple of um, people slide into my direct messages saying, hey, heard the podcast. Here's what I'm looking for. Do you know anybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been trying to, you know, connect them with people saying, yeah, you, you know, I've looked at your resume. Why don't you talk to these guys or why don't you talk to those guys? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to stand in the same place. Go ahead, Carol. And I'm sending him to Tech After Five because my LinkedIn got lit up and said, you know, some people were looking for just a review of the resume, which is easy enough to do quickly, or even just a quick conversation. Um, you, you've stirred up some controversy, Phil, with your conversation about give me on a number of one to 10, how likely is it that I'm walking out with a job? <laughs> and it's been really intriguing because people are really excited about the question and quite terrified at the same time. Is it okay to say that? How do I say that? And I, you know, I think the, the biggest piece is make sure you're saying it authentically. Don't try to fake it. Don't do it because Phil does it. Do it because you got the idea and then now you made it your own. If you can find a way to do that, then it makes sense. But I wouldn't force that yeah. particular one. <laughs> I, I think it's, um, you know, you only have to be courageous for a minute. <laughs> and, that, and that is one of those moments where you just have to have the courage in the moment when you're doing it. And the thing is, and again, you know, we talk about lots of frameworks, right? But a framework that I like a lot is uh, transactional analysis, right? Where it's adult to adult. And, and if you take that thing and flip it to an adult to adult level, it is completely okay for me as an adult to look at the adult sitting across the table as a peer and say, all right, 
you know, hey, we're both here trying to do the same thing, trying to figure out if I'm the right fit for you. And so let me ask the question this way and see how we get it. And that's the thermometer question, right? So I get it. I'm not begging. I don't have my beggar's cup out. I'm not trying to cross swords with the person and be in control of the thing. I'm saying adult to adult, let's just be honest with each other and figure out what's going to happen next here. Because I don't want to walk out and not know. And, you know, you don't want me to walk out with the wrong impression because that would just go bad for both of us. Yeah, let's have clear communication. I was about to say before you uh, said that, we're all grownups here, right? I mean, that's, right. The, that's the deal. It's a, getting a job, giving a job, it's an equal transaction. It's not a... That's right. If she it's was not a parent child. to child, you know, as TA would call it, you know, it's not parent to child. It's an adult to adult transaction. We're on a level playing field for this thing. And so we just want to have that conversation pure and open. So that's it. I'm, I'm glad there's a little bit of concern and I get not everybody's ready for that. Not everybody feels that they're in that spot. But one of the things we want them to be when they walk in is to say, hold on a second. I'm trying to help somebody, right? I'm coming yes. in as an equal saying I am ready to help somebody. I'm just trying to figure out if you need my help or not. And I think that's what ended up coming out of it is I would say, you know, if you practice this question, what you're really doing is resetting your mindset. So you're not walking in, please, please, I'm desperate. I need a job. You're walking in with, I'm a really solid candidate for this. And I know I've thought about why, and I understand all the, the support in that. And I think that helps you shift how you walk in the room, especially if you're spending time on the news these days, because there's that sense of, ah, you know, horrible things are happening. And yet, um, I, I actually spoke with somebody really great who had really overcome that. And he said, no, I'm not desperate. A little spooked on, on occasion. It comes in waves. But most of the time, I know, I know I'm all that in a bag of chips. And I know that I can bring that to a company. And it was really good to hear that kind of sense of self hold during this time, which can feel a little spooky. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think that's great. And I'm glad that people are taking that to heart. Um, you know, this... I'm drop this last piece in this as we move on, but it's a, it's a, an opportunity to replace judgment with curiosity. And as we go into this thing, you know, having prejudged either we're not good enough or we're whatever, if we just go in and say, I don't know, I am here to find out. I think this, but I don't know. Let's go run that experiment together and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear from either interviewers or interviewees, uh, who've had this question or who've asked this question, how that's turned out for them. Me too. That would be awesome. Yeah. So let me tell you, I, I, of course I haven't had to use that inside of an interview space, but I, I'm, I, and I understand the plural of anecdote is not data, but the, um, <laughs> have I ever said that before on this show? Yes. Um, <laughs> still a good one. It still works, right? It uh, holds. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I have been there and I, I've had it happen where I asked the question and because they would say nine. I said, what do you need to hear from me to make this a 10? And they said, I think I just heard it. Yeah. So it was just the curiosity, the willingness to reach in and say, I want this to be a 10. I want to figure this out. That was all it took to take it from a nine to a 10. Yeah. Well, I have, yeah. no, I have no doubt you can pull it off. I want to hear from other people. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah, that's my point, Scott, is that's what I heard from the folks connecting is I hear when Phil says it, it sounds so good. I'm just not sure it's coming out of me the same way. Yeah, it's a good like thing to, to practice. I'd like to hear from someone who tried it or from someone who had it tried on them. Yeah. 
and just yeah. know so we can gather even more anecdotes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, here you go. All right, so uh, that I want that was that was excellent. I wasn't even expecting to get into that piece, but that piece, but I think that's pretty awesome. Let's. I mean, I'm glad we can share that with folks and kind of help them out along the way. I mean, that's kind of feedback from the audience. You know, if you got questions for us, um, you know, that's one of the things you reach out to us. You've seen all our. Twitter handles and LinkedIn and all that. And we'll do that at the beginning and the end again, but so you can see it and hear it, but, um, but just reach out to us and let us kind of know what you're thinking, or, or you can even leave us a comment on YouTube, a, a real live human sees those eventually. Um, so we'll uh, get back to you on that. Uh, so I have uh, a, an idea that I think whose time is here, right? I think that this space has uh, that you know being in this pandemic COVID nineteen coronavirus this space where there's a bit of where there's a lot of uncertainty but more importantly folks are at home in ways that they've not been I mean many of folks many professional people are home and have a little bit of time on their hands that they didn't have otherwise that there is a chance to uh, pivot and create opportunity for themselves, which we hadn't seen before. Now, we talked about goal setting and all that kind of stuff, and we and I get all of that bit. Um, but one of them is, you know, we, we have been doing a live mastermind for years, right? I started this with a number of friends quite a few years ago, and we've been doing it every week for many years. And this has worked out really well. We've had a lot of folks come through the program, some come and stay, some come through for phases of their life or transitions they're trying to make. And we've gotten lots of great feedback. But the idea is having a group of people who are on a similar journey, who will have a positive regard and share experience and advice with each other really works. And what we have managed to do in this time is actually take it and actually do it all online. So we took ours that's been in live, been live in person, sitting around a table every morning or every once a week in the morning for years and do it online. And it's just been really incredible to watch that this has worked out really well. And my concern, and I'm going to start with Scott, is that, Scott, that this is a time of isolation for a lot of people. And so you could be you know, a business owner or be in a career, be in lots of spaces where just having a group of people around to share some advice with in a, a circle of confidence uh, would be really useful to people. I think, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, you know, I've always thought being an entrepreneur is, can be a lonely place to be, right? You've got things you'd love to talk about and just get advice about or share with someone, but you don't necessarily want to talk to an employee because if you share doubt or uncertainty or questioning with one of your employees or, or managers, maybe you infect that doubt into them. So you're worried about, you know, skewing that. Um, and you don't want to talk to a competitor, you, you know, uh, for obvious reasons, right. uh, you, you might talk to your significant other, but they may or may not have the background to be able to truly be helpful. I mean, they can provide a, you know, a sympathetic ear, but maybe not um, actionable advice. And, uh, you know, you could talk to your lawyer, but that's $300 an hour. So that seems like an expensive <laughs> way to go. Yeah. 
Um, so I think that even in normal circumstances, having a group of people that have some background where they would be able to understand your problems and offer advice um, and doing it on a regular basis uh, is a very good thing for entrepreneurs generally and even more so today with the social isolation everyone's going through. But um, really, I, I think it's good anytime. I think having that group, that mastermind group to talk to on a regular basis, they get to know your business, they get to know your struggles, they ask you about them, you check in, you set goals. Uh, it's a really great thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, Carol, let's back to that isolation point. Does this not, I mean, do you think I'm reading the room right? That this is a time when entrepreneurs probably feel more isolated than ever. And, you know, for us entrepreneur, I mean, you can be a solo entrepreneur, right? You can be a lone wolf out there building a tribe. That's still a business and you still need some help. I think people are feeling disconnected from their support structure. You know, the first time I ever went to a mastermind was your first mastermind, and that was a while back. And I didn't actually understand what I was going for, but what I, in hindsight, I think I was isolated, and I didn't even know how isolated until I walked into the room surrounded by people who I had never laid eyes on before, who were doing things that had nothing to do with what I was doing. And yet we were all in those, in similar boxes of, well, this is an issue, and then I have issues with this, or I'm looking for expansion, not even about problems, but how do I expand? How do I grow? How do I get bigger than just what I think? I want to get bigger than what's between my ears. And um, for me, it was a life-altering experience that I, I had no idea. It was a career-changing one. I had a small business that I had been beating myself up trying to make it work. It wasn't working and sitting in that room, I recognized how much it wasn't working, that it had become a hobby, essentially. And it was actually pursuing some time with one of the members where I went out and I lent him a hand and he came back and said, holy cow, you should do this for a living. And, you know, the rest is history. It's been an extraordinary leap. I never would have seen the things in me that he saw. I never would have seen the opportunities in the marketplace that then opened and it all led to one thing after the next to a point where it, I mean, it, it's truly, I, I pinned the, the moment of success for me in the day that I signed up for a mastermind. And I signed up for a mastermind, not with people who were from my realm. So I wasn't right. walking in the door as the only solopreneur or anything else. There was such a nice mix in there, which I think is a relevant piece. Yeah. So, you know, that's a funny and I say interesting story, right? In that most folks, they're in, they're in a point where they realize they want to make a change, but it did, but they, and they might even have an idea of where they're headed. But for you, it was even more. It's like, uh, I just want to be, I, I want to get to another spot. I'm not exactly sure where that spot is, but I'm ready for growth. And I realize that if I'm doing what it's in my head, just me in my head, I will get what I've always got. You know, and there's some point when you've, you've hit a number, I don't know if that number is 25, 35, 45, 55, but you've hit some number in years in your own, you realize, I'm just going to get what I got if I don't inject some new ideas, some new thinking, I will not get new doing in my life, and getting a hold of those people will help you make that transition state. So yeah. I, I think that's powerful. 
And I had wonderful people that were surrounding me who had already all given me their best advice. And either it wasn't the right time or it just wasn't the right match. So being able to walk into a whole new group of people that didn't have any history was, was so interesting. And then, of course, became with, you know, as an example with you, Phil, I, I figure we're going to be each other's lives for, you know, till, for the duration. And it's just one of those things that once you make that connection and you have that and, and forgive this term, but there's an intimacy in this in these friendships that have a depth to them that you 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 are able to talk about things that are hard. I've heard people talk about rough spots in marriages. I've heard people talk about rough spots in business. And when you're able to be vulnerable is when you make that those intimate connections with people and you're able to come back then and really have conversation about what could I do that's different that I'm willing to experiment with and then come back with the results of the experiment and continue the growth. It's, it was an amazing experience that I continue to do. I've been in several masterminds based on different settings. Yeah. Yours wasn't online. And at one point I couldn't attend anymore because of the logistics of it. But now that it's gone back online, this is very good news. Yeah, I, you know, you, and the word you use is intimacy, and just to help that people understand that bit, I don't think they realize, and this is, by the way, why the masterminds that I do, I limit them in size, because there is an emotional entanglement with each other, emotional and intellectual entanglement with each other's lives and businesses, where you're trying to help everybody move the ball forward. And I have really said that in my way of thinking, I can only really have so many people in my head at one time at that level, right? At right. that, in that circle, I'm only willing to have so many in my head at one time. I, that's all I can help at one time because I just, my head doesn't want to wrap around that. But there is something about helping and you will help others move forward. And in this case, you know, it moved you into doing some other thing. I just don't think most people don't realize the power of, be, of meeting regularly with the right people I think there's just something transformative about that, no matter who you are, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Scott, it looks like you were working on something there. Yeah, I mean, that's why to me, um, you know, when we do the mastermind, the first thing we do is we go around the table and everyone checks in. You give a number from one to 10, tell about your week, maybe answer a question. And for me, I, that's my favorite part of the whole mastermind is everybody's check-in hearing what everybody's been doing over the last week. What are they struggling with? And then we'll often, we may have a, you know, a bit that we're going to do that week that helps everybody, or there may be somebody brought a particular problem and we can help with that. So there's sort of this micro consulting, micro group therapy that goes on uh, that's very meaningful. And you really do get to know each other's uh, businesses and struggles and goals and challenges. And we try to set goals together and run experiments and report back results. It's really, uh, it's really intense and it's uh, quite rewarding. And I love the pushback. I like when you're sitting there and you're telling your little story and you're so excited about what you're saying and it sounds so good in your head. And then somebody like Phil or Scott says, you know, Carol, I think that's, I think that's a bit of nonsense. Let's have a conversation about that. And it's, you know, it's because you have those relationships where you go, okay, I'm not thrilled about being in this little hot seat, but this is why I'm here. And I, I have made the deal that I was going to listen openly, really big ears, close the mouth, open the ears and see what seeps in. 
And I think that that is a space that's so holy. It's just such an extraordinary experience to be in a room surrounded by whether it's seven or eight people who are really in it with you going, all right, we're not going to let you keep telling that story because that's the story that's actually holding you back. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have any dog in the fight other than seeing you succeed. There's no monetary interest mm-hmm. in it. There's no relationship. We're not your spouse. We're not an employee yep. who's relying on you for a job. We're not an investor. It's just unvarnished, neutral advice coming from a place of, you know, background. Everybody's got a lot of background and history. They're bringing their experience to the table. They're just there to help you. They have no real, you know, there's no pressure to it, right? There's no, yeah. I might, you know, oh gosh, I might wreck this relationship. I might have to sleep on the couch tonight if I say that. Yeah, uh, so in, that in a consultative basis, right, that's called uh, uh, dual relationship. So we do not, we never have a state of dual relationship, right? So we're never, we're not, we don't have two things that are conflicting against it. We're just there to help. And you sure. know, one of, the, one of the conditions of our mastermind is that you have an unconditional positive regard for everybody that's in the room. That is, you're there to listen, you're there to help. You know, and it's a lean-in event, right? Ours is not a lean back. Even if we're on video, we expect you not to be running a screen and checking your email while you're doing this. This is, we only do it for an hour and a half, but in that time, you're, it's as a lean-in event. We want you to be part of what's going on because we know there's something in your head that's pretty valuable to this, right? You know, some of the things that people have told us when I ask them about, well, why is this useful to you? Some of the things we hear are things like, well, I thought that my troubles were unique and insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And you find out something completely different about that. It was just a bit of nonsense, wasn't it, Carol? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or I, one of my favorite ones, I can't grow because I'm the only one who can do it my way. And, you know, what an absolute myth that is for an, an entrepreneur to tell themselves. But if you say it often enough, you start thinking that is somehow etched in stone somewhere. You walk into a mastermind and out come the sledgehammers, rock broken, let's move on. And it's, it's this extraordinary thing to be able to see that. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the opportunities for transformation that we see inside that room. And so that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is that, um, you know, it could have been, you know, obviously, if you were the right fit, we wouldn't mind having you in our mastermind. um, And you can reach out and ask about that. But the point is getting a hold of some group and doing that for yourself in this time is just, it's never been easier to put that group together, right? I mean, you can put together six or eight people on a call if you want to do that and make that work for you. Yeah, and I think that one of the keys that I'm seeing, like uh, I've seen people try to do this with a, their team at work. And, and I think sometimes that's a little too tight. I think that you lack the vulnerability if it's back to Scott's point. If you've got people who have an agenda in your behavior and your thoughts and your actions, then I think it's, that's probably not really mastermind. That might be a support group. And there's, I'm not suggesting that there's something wrong with that. But for me, the true mastermind is where you are getting a lot of fresh energy flowing through your, your life and fresh perspectives are coming in. And so typically they, they need a little bit broader reach than just the people you already know who are already in your realm. Yeah. You know, a lot of 
things come up again and again over time, right? I mean, when you're to run these things for a long while. I mean, people have issues with time management. They have trouble with setting priorities. They have trouble with communicating with their peers, their employees, their investors, whatever, or customers or vendors for that matter. Right? Right. And those are the kinds of things that just keep coming up again and again. And being in a room with people who have navigated that successfully i'm not saying and they have don't have their beatings that they've taken along the way too but even those are instructive. yeah right it's instructive right yeah the gift of adversity is a great gift to have not so much when you're getting it but after you've got it it can be very helpful yeah well and scott your life was an inspiration i remember sitting in that mastermind room and listening to what you know what happened in your life and and you have walked through some pretty good sized fires with a smile. And I think that that's something that people can lose when they're sitting in a room by themselves. So walking in the room, I might come in all, you know, for me, my world isn't all I want it to be. And then I hear somebody else's uh, trials and tribulations. And I think, oh my God, I have got to just give myself a swift kick. What am I whining about? You know, it's kind of like celebrities saying, oh, I've been quarantined in my mansion. It's so painful. And you sit there and that's how it feels is get over yourself. And, and in that kick comes this warm hug, too, that says, come this way. Try this out. What happens? I like, the, I like the story of, you know, you're the guy down in the deep, dark hole all alone. And then the friend jumps down there with you and you say, what are you doing down here? It's terrible down here. Why did you do that? The guy says, don't worry. I've been in this hole before. Follow me. I know the way out. Yeah, exactly. To me, that's what mastermind's like, right? Whatever that's hole it. you're in, there's somebody in the room that can jump down there and say, I got you. This, this is the way to go. Follow me. Let's find this. Or, you know, even I've never been in this hole before, but I have a torch and let's find the way out together. Yeah. Cause I'm not afraid. It's okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And they're in the room to do that. And that's when I think, you know, you've really captured the group that's, that's going to follow you or be there with you is when you have a group of people who are equally dedicated to helping each other. It's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's the story I think of when I think of mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that ties a bow around this just beautifully. I think, uh, you know, our objective, again, there might be a few that decided that we were the right place to come do that, but there might be other folks that uh, you can just go make this thing happen on your own. And we weren't trying to do the how-to. We're just saying, go find you one or figure out what the right one is for you. And like Carol said, she's been through, done this with several groups of people, depending on the situation you're on. And for some folks, it's a, you come in and jump in and it's something you're doing for a few months. For some folks, they come in and they're hanging out there for years. Just, it is, what is it for you? What do you need in this time? But we would love for you to go out and uh, get some uh, great advice and uh, build a group that you can trust and hang out with. So I think that's pretty good. So I uh, have, again, kind of wrapping that thing up, uh, I was going to just ask you, I would, I would say like, what's making you happy this week or what's doing really cool. But I thought, you know, oh my gosh, it's mother's day coming up. So um, what um, I want to know from my friends, what is the best advice that your mom ever gave you? So um, I thought that's just our question on the way out today. Scott, how about you? Best advice your mom ever gave you? Uh, when I was in high school, I still remember this distinctly. I'm in high school. I'm watching a program on television. I don't remember what it was, but it was one of my favorite shows. I was really happy to be watching it. And our phone rings 
<clears throat> of course, back then, kids, phones were attached to walls by four. <laughs> uh, and my mom answers the phone and she says, you know, Scott, it's your friend on the phone for you. And I said, I'm watching this program on TV. I'll call him back later. And my mom was like, oh, no. <laughs> she said, friendships are the most important thing in life. And when a friend calls you and needs you, you stop unimportant junk like watching TV and you talk to your friend because maintaining your friendships, that's what matters in life. And I've never forgotten that conversation. And uh, that's been advice I've followed all my life. And I have a great and close circle of friends uh, because of that advice. So way to go, mom. Yeah. Wow. That is good advice. You know, the thing about it is, as I hear you tell that story, which I don't think I've ever heard you tell before, but I think that is you, man. If I were like putting out all the things I know about you, all the time that I've spent with you, I mean, that is one of your values straight up and loyalty, right? How do I go out there and help my friends when they need help? Yeah. Friendship That's, and loyalty, two of my key, key values. So, and that comes from my mom. Yeah. Super. Carol Hamilton, you got a story. Uh, tell us the best advice your mom ever gave you. Yeah, so we were attending, uh, we, when I was quite a bit younger, we were attending a church and my mom got frustrated with what was going on with the church. And then she got, she was a nurse and she was ending up working on Sundays a lot. And so she said, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to revise how we're doing this whole experience. And she took us out in nature and she said, you know, the best advice and the best way you can connect to all that is, is leaning on a tree. And she said, it won't happen at exactly the right hours of the day on a Sunday morning, because that's just not the schedule of our current lives, but it doesn't mean we lose touch. And I have discovered that no matter what's going on in my world, there's nothing that brings it all back together again by sitting on, that I can't fix by sitting leaning next to a tree. It's, um, there's just some sort of rootedness in there that you go, okay, I'm shutting out the noise and it brings it all in. So that was great advice. I like that you told that story with a picture of a tree right behind your head. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I'm big on the tree thing. I am. We actually had some trees taken down so we could enhance our view of the mountains. And I cried. I, have to re I had to replace them because I, I felt like I had hurt friends. I talked to them for two weeks before I took them down because I kept saying, I, it's, oh, my God, it's going to be okay, right? You know? <laughs> I am. Yeah, you can cut this part if you want. I am a bit of a lunatic, I realize. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just still processing it. I'm just like, oh, I think wow. it's pulled open now. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> this stays. This all stays. Well, uh, all right. So best advice for my mother, uh, red wine in the morning, neighbors take warning. Right? <laughs> nice. I don't know if it was that or never drink alone, but I think both of those are really good bits of advice. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, that's, uh, that's it. That's really, that's where this is going to just go. Me and mom, it's been good. You know, she's, I think she always, uh, my, the, the lesson that my mother taught me, I don't know if it was ever advice. The lesson my mother taught me, my mother is an incredible survivor. I, her adapt, her skills at adaptation are just amazing. Um, uh, she's outlived two husbands and been through some of the toughest scrapes I could ever imagine. And uh, she's just, is really kind of like, oh, well, this too shall pass, right? You're going to get through this. There's, I mean, from what she's been through, 
I, uh, I'm just, I will take her as an example of someone who can survive just anything that comes at them. So she's uh, been through some tough scrapes and uh, we're all in a good spot now. And uh, bless her heart, she's still alive. And I sent her flowers for Mother's Day, not technology, just for those of you who are worried. No, not a new I... dust buster, not a new dust buster. Yes. I sent her flowers. <laughs> my daughter and I went over to my mom's house and uh, cleaned off her deck and planted flowers. Oh, oh look at that. That's awesome. Look that's that. awesome. Well, good on y'all. All right, uh, let's uh, wrap this up. Uh, let's see, Scott Pfeiffer, how do people find you if they want to find you? Find me on LinkedIn, where I'm Scott Pfeiffer. You can email me at strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com. My website is fscottp.com. Super. Carol Hamilton, how would some fortunate soul find you? <laughs> the fastest way is LinkedIn, and I'm at Carol Hamilton Live. Or you can email me, carol at redfoxroad.com. Super great. Uh, I'm Phil Yanov, founder of Tech After Five. I'm on uh, Twitter at Phil Yanov. I am on LinkedIn as Phil Yanov. I am everywhere. I'm Phil Yanov, I think, except for someplace I'm ThinkHammer, but you'll figure that all out. But if you look for my name, even at someplace as simple as philyanov.com, you can find me. So there are ways to get more Phil in your life if that's what's <laughs> important to you. Awesome. I can't imagine it, but it can happen. All right. Uh, thank you. Everybody have a great weekend and we will see you next time.